for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And fellows, it's time for the vaunted Movies We Seed segment. Robert, what have you seen? Hit us up, buddy. Well, I mentioned Flight of the Navigator on the last episode. Uh, rest in peace to Paul Rubens, who provided a voice in that film. So, naturally, went and rewatched Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Great movie. Directed by uh, Tim Burton. Uh, scored by Danny Elfman. Uh, Paul Rubens is such a treat in that. I think there is... I imagine that some people, if they're coming to it for the first time, are like, what is, like, is he like a, he's like a little boy, but he's just playing a little oh, boy? people or are like, like coming to Pee Wee for the first time? Like, they're seeing the movie and have it, don't know who Pee Wee is? They've never seen the TV show? Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, were you saying something different? No, that's what I mean. Like, are people seeing Pee Wee's Big Adventure not having a familiarity with Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, I would think so. Like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a movie that's in the, I'm sure is, is, you know, the algorithm is naturally putting it out there with his passing, but I think there's a lot of folks younger than us that just didn't watch yeah. the show and weren't familiar with the character. I would, I thought would you say, were being lewd, my boy. <laughs> I thought you were being not me. lewd. Not me. I'm on mm. this topic. No way. This is a G rated um, podcast. So yeah, I, I agree with Robert. I think that probably for anyone going forward, this will be their first introduction because TV sure. is dead. You know, wait, yeah. wasn't he the guy who got um, caught in the adult movie theater? Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's the one that hit all the TikToks. Like, did you know that this guy's canceled? Who just, even though he just <laughs> died? Um, Pizzeria Adventure, what a treat. Large Marge looms large for a lot of folks as like a scary thing in a non scary movie. And I think looks very goofy when you actually go back and rewatch it. But it is like a surprise. Um, but no, it's very fun. Recommend everyone check that out. Uh, there's a little moment that I love so much where he's looking for his bike. It might be after he's like, he's gotten everyone together in his basement and he's like looking for his bike and his, not even his girlfriend, but someone who clearly likes him. The girl who likes him is like, Pee Wee, how can I, he's like, I don't need your help and I don't need anyone. And he's just like being a fucking dick because he's so like upset about the loss. And then he's walking around in the rain at night you know, down back alleys looking for this bike and a couple guys come up and are like, Oh, we're going to, you know, fuck you up. And like, are going to steal you. And he goes, and just kind of like hisses at them and they all like run away scared. Uh, so good. Of course it has to be the inspiration for Bart, right? When In, he loses uh, his soul. When he loses his soul. I just love that. That's such a funny reference. Um, went and rewatched, um, mission impossible dead reckoning part one with Jamie in the theater. Gosh. Very good. You really did it. I'm not sure if it's like higher in my ratings after another watch, but I really enjoy it. And I also think it is justifiably a part one. I don't think I would like this story to be too like crammed together 
otherwise, um, and it just gives more room to breathe and more emotional weight for the characters and what happens to them and stuff like that. So I, I really enjoyed that on my second viewing. More emotional weight, W-A-I-T, because you have to wait for the second movie. Hey, and it may not come out for a oh. while because of the writers and actors strike. <laughs> <laughs> no, Which, no. by the way, is on the companies. <laughs> they should no, no, it's uh, it's coming <laughs> out better. as, as uh, advertised, uh, as is um, The Amazing Spider-Man uh, part uh, across the spider, beyond the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that's coming out in March, so <laughs> that will not be delayed and we will be fine. Um, no, yes, that is, of course, affecting things. Um, and that's a huge bummer, but it's not as bad as the conditions for a lot yes. of the uh, writers and stuff. Not yes. all of them. Some of them are bad people. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'm like, I'm. that's my weird pivot. I'm like singling out like hmm, some of these writers might not be so good. <laughs> um, so I watched that, watched, um, and I, I did rewatch uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, because it's out on for like buying or rental on some platforms. So went back and rewatched that. Very good. Another justifiable part one, in my opinion. Um, and I also had to look up stuff about uh, who's the future Spider-Man um, O'Hara, Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Because not really a spoiler alert, but like there's a part where he it looks like he's going to suck the blood of a character and you're like, what the hell? And that is a, a thing from the can from Canon that like half it's a, of his it's DNA a future, is spider. It's a future thing, dude. You gotta like, no, 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 is, no. Come on. He's part spider. So it's kind of like he was going to inject like a paralyzing toxin. He wasn't going to suck blood, but he's very vampirish in a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love Oscar Isaac in that role. And it's really fun. I think in a world of, way too many multiverses and crazy cameos. It's does a pretty good job of handling that. Uh, some references I like more than others, but it's, it's very enjoyable overall. Um, that's very good. And I still maintain just a, just one of the most gorgeous movies. Like every frame is, is unbelievable. Did you, um, notice, did you notice any differences from when you watched it in theaters to when you watched it at home? Yeah, like the screen was smaller, the sound wasn't as good. Um, <laughs> I think like people weren't talking around me. Um, yeah. You were able to pause and go to the bathroom. Like I couldn't. No one was making me popcorn, which was weird. It was like it's supposed to be a movie. Um, no, not especially. I I loved it more in the theaters. Obviously, I just thought it was just like intense just, to see. I mean, apparently they made some changes after the fact. I, I mean, know what like, you're talking about. Yeah, there's okay. kind of like. There's kind of like weird, like small little differences in certain scenes and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that unfortunately speaks more to Lord and Miller's sort of last minute changes, which don't sound so great uh, and less about like, it seems like it was almost added like, haha, we were, these are fun Easter eggs and the, every, every print's a little different as opposed to like what it really was, which is maybe like, we couldn't decide last minute what to do. So we're putting out all these different versions. Maybe I'm wrong. But, or um, yeah, it could be like we didn't give our, our VFX guys quite enough time, and <laughs> they weren't happy. Sure, with the sure, that could and be it. This is um, it. and I again, it's in it. It's a thing that we want to we want to call attention to all these industries and these people that are working so hard. It is a gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's well written. I think there's just so many good things going on with it, and it's a shame that it's it should never be at the. It, no one should have to sacrifice their entire livelihood to make something like this. I know art art is suffering in a lot of 
in a lot of situations, but we we can do better. Um, I also went back and rewatched Donnie Darko. Hadn't seen that in a long time. Nice. And I enjoyed it. Uh, I used to love it as a kid, but I also think that I was pretty wrapped up in... It feels like a, a great movie for someone our ages to look at and be like, this is a fucking masterpiece. When you're like, like there's nothing years, more, when there's nothing more deep than this shit yeah. for, for a little bit of clarity. When you say you went back and watched it, do you mean you went back and watched it? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the turbine, a jet engine hit, hit me in the face. And I was like, fuck that hurt. I'm going to go back and rewatch Johnny Darko. See what, if I can eat clarity on this shit. And then um, you watched S Darko after this, right? No, never will. Probably. <laughs> Um, no, it's really good. And it's a, it really does a, it does a really good job of just being like very mysterious and kind of, uh, unnerving, especially all the Frank stuff. You're just trying to figure out what this connection is and really good performances. It's really fun to have the Hall siblings as siblings in the movie playing off of each other. Um, it's fucking Nepo babies, man. I'm mm-hmm. sick of this <laughs> fucking Nepos. Um, but no, I was, it was a very fun, uh, rewatch. And then I also went back and watched uh, Tales from the Hood, which is, uh, I believe, a Ben a Ben uh, favorite. Yeah, it, ben did make that movie. He he did make yeah, it. Our movies, yeah. our movies we've seen theme song and Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. No, ben. I, I I could be wrong. Hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but I I think he's fond of, of that one, I and it so does really good stuff. I think like it's for a um for a. This Not is really ensemble. What's the word I'm looking for uh, when there's multiple stories in a movie? Uh, why am I anthology? Thank you so much for the anthology. I think it's really good. It's doing. It's obviously touching on race a lot, but um, I just feel like there's lots of disparate themes going on, and it's doing it's doing a lot with what it has. And um, I remember I remember it fondly because Ben would quote the one with the the section with David Allen Greer, who's an abusive father saying you're gonna draw me like a monster and uh the little kid is making him look like a monster and then spoiler alert defeats his abusive father by like the picture he has of him he starts folding and that starts making his arms and legs like crack and bend in crazy ways until he's like a puddle of a human on the floor it's fucked up and great uh very enjoyable a fun rewatch um and that is i think that's mostly what i've seen so far Max, what about you? Uh, I've just watched a couple. I watched uh, Lupin the Third, the First. Oh my god! Lupin. I love that. It's pretty gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I I liked it. It's weird how much like right before that, and I talked about this last time. I watched the movie called Vibes mm-hmm. um, with Cindy Lauper and um, Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and um, it's weird how those two movies parallel each other, where in both cases they're like searching for this long lost place. And um, only the main characters have the skills to find it. And um, like, basically they end up going to get it because if the bad guys get it, it's going to destroy the world in both movies. And, um, but the bad guys are just using them, tricking yeah, them. Yeah, you're you're being you're being them. followed basically, exactly, no matter exactly. what, like leading them to the end, and then you know they end up getting it, and they have this special power. Um, 
because of that. But it, it's funny how how many of those beats carried over between those two movies. They're essentially the same thing. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was interesting. It's it is weird seeing a Japanese movie uh, that is talking about Nazis because uh, Japan was teamed up with the Nazis during mm-hmm. World War II, and it's kind of like. Okay, this this critique after the fact, right? Hey, remember or, these or fucking yeah. assholes? Like, yeah. <laughs> whoever hung can out with believe- these dudes? <laughs> can you believe those guys? Um, Some but, bad but ideas, still. right? Oh, anyway. Yeah, but you know, imagine the- being in an axis with those people. <laughs> of, of course, like it probably wasn't the uh, the animators or the writers. Right, or the whole country was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But I'm sure the still, Lupins of Japan at the time were not yeah. on board. So, yeah, but it's cool and it, it's it's really amazing the the uh, art style that they have. It's hard to go into 3D and like pop it 2D, is, and that's why I was so impressed by it personally. I thought yeah. it did a really great job of keeping the the exact style, and it's it's so clean. It's so another another movie where it feels like you can really just take a shot of each frame, and it's really gorgeous. I like the device is very cool looking when it's all revolving. Yeah, um, the whole. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. I mentioned, I don't remember how many, like a year ago or many months ago, I mentioned when I watched it, but um, that whole car chase is great too. Yeah. On the highway. God, just I, really I like the, good physicality. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like a, a couple of times, uh, Lupin is like swimming through the air and doing the whole like breaststroke thing. And it's so funny. Uh, yeah. They do a good job with that. Uh, I would I would watch another one of those Lupin the Third the Second I would, I would definitely yeah I, watch. my only problem is mainly the title which is super confusing <laughs> yeah. considering there's so many Lupin shows slash films and one shots and stuff where I'm just like Lupin the Third the First is so confusing because it's nowhere near that <laughs> yeah yeah but it was cute um, I also watched Asteroid City the new Wes Anderson oh need to watch Lupin. that it just came on Peacock I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peacock. I also, I also Pe- watched, just watched it. You just watched it, okay? I, I thought it was lovely, uh, and visually it was lovely, and I thought that it was fun. There were some funny moments, but I feel like the the most recent Wes Anderson movies don't hit the touching moments that they mm-hmm. used to. Like mm-hmm. I really feel like it used to be really dry until you got like gut punched right where yeah. it was just like oh my gosh this person's life is tra- tragic and it doesn't hit those i there are moments where maybe it tries or that it could have but like it really doesn't have that same impact that mm-hmm. the, some of the older movies have maybe it's the lack of wilson's i think you should bring back owen and luke yeah you're right uh, you're right it's a will it's a wilson deficiency uh, perhaps I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure because it, I feel like it's close to it. I feel like it could be there, but uh, they so far they haven't really gotten to that point. Hmm. The last few of them, mm-hmm. which is too bad. Like sometimes it feels like Wes Anderson is just trying to make the Wes Anderson movie. He's like doing that AI thing where he just takes his own movie and mm-hmm. and makes a a couple different camera angles that. I don't know, but that's not really like what made them good before. Yeah. But it wasn't too bad and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I've seen. You have anything else to say on that one, Andrew? Yeah, I'll just roll into Asteroid City. I also, I I literally wrote a um, letterbox thing, which is basically like, 
when Homer's watching Twin Peaks on The Simpsons and he just goes, brilliant. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what's going on. And like, <laughs> I think like, because I didn't even finish the French Dispatch. Like, I think I watched like wow. half of it and I fell asleep and never returned to it. Wow. Um, I enjoyed the French Dispatch. I don't, Yeah, I just didn't. I never felt compelled to go back to it so like it, it it's also that's another one where it has multiple stories where i feel like some are stronger than others for me so yeah. i think I, I would recommend going back to finish it up but it, i understand if it wasn't yeah, vibing think, with you on certain ones i think some of it is better than uh, like other parts of it but uh overall i, I it, it's not like my favorite Wes yeah. Anderson. Sure. um i think this movie yeah it's gorgeous it's funny it's fun to look at like it's the the locale's interesting um I don't want to say too much about it since Robert, you haven't seen it, but when the the thing shows up, like, I'm aware. The, yeah, okay. yeah, I know. There's a yeah. Uh, I like screamed. That was like such a weird like <laughs> thing to look at. Yeah. Um, I know the fact that he like Dracula's in so many movies was so weird that he that's the thing that, that <laughs> yeah. pops. I not what I was expecting yeah, from the, a movie called Asteroid City, but and then they moved on to whatever the last voyage of the Detmer or something is that Demeter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just, it, I don't, yeah, I think like there's just something missing with this movie. And like, I, I think like it's a movie that's trying to tell a story about grief. And I just think it's like too much Wes Anderson being Wes Anderson for it to like really tell that story. And like, he's just so Mm -hmm. in love with his, his own aesthetic that like, and I get it. You watch a Wes Anderson movie to see Wes Anderson stuff. And so like. It's it's hitting those things, but in terms of like telling like a real story, it just kind of like missed a little bit for me too. I yeah, liked it, it a like, lot. It it feels like it introduces the grief very early and dismisses it within the same scene rather than like and then tries to return up. to it in the last like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, they introduce a grief plot line and then they get rid of it and then they start talking about aliens and then it's like oh uh, by the way he's uh, they're grieving and this is why and just like. Okay, great. I, I don't know. I liked it. Everybody's good in it, but it was just yeah. It was there was just something. I agree with you. There's something kind of missing from it. Yeah. Um, My review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robert seeing it was the. Um, I did watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hmm. Um, I didn't love it, and mm-hmm. I felt maybe a little worse about it than I thought I was going to. I didn't really think I was going to love it. And I think like people talking about like, Oh, the peaches song is so fun. And like it, it's fine. Like it's, yeah. I don't know when people are like, it's fine, but it feels to me like Jack Black was like, what if I sang like a peaches song? And they were like, yeah, yes. Yeah. It, and they yes, have Mr. Jack Black, Black whatever like, you have want. him sing, but right. I don't know. And I am personally not a fan of just the, no context needle drops. It's too much. It is so much. Is it? Is it take on me when they're zooming around Donkey Kong Country or whatever? I think so. But it's and also it's just like not, has nothing to do with anything other than like Funky Kong is kind of white jacket glasses eighties ish looking, and it's like if that's the connection, this is that's nothing. What, other, are we, what are we doing? The other thing that really bothered me about the movie is there's so many named actors who like 
are doing voices that could have gone to voice actors who I think like really could use that kind Red of Red Armiston is just doing the most bizarre voice yeah. and it just feels like it should have been a voice actor. Yeah. Right. It and like com- same with completely see, distracts me. Same with Keegan Michael Key being towed. Like if it's not gonna sound like Keegan like I like Keegan Michael Key. Don't get me wrong. I liked him okay. He wasn't as bad. But, okay, I, I don't okay, want, okay, okay. I don't okay, mind but, someone doing a voice. You know what? Don't make fun of Mario. But like <laughs> Keegan Michael Key's doing fine. And so like if he's going sure. to do a voice, let it go to a voice actor who could use that paycheck. Like I agree. It's I agree. not gonna make the difference, but like that could make the difference between some voice actors entire year and Keegan Michael Key, like I no offense to Keegan Michael Key. I don't think he's a bad guy at all. But I'm not you know, it's just like it's a paycheck for him versus like somebody like could like make a career or a year off of that role. Sure. So and I, I didn't think he did a bad job. I just want to say I think he's good in it, but I was like I was just like why if he's not going to be Keegan Michael Key, then why have him do it? Isn't that the weird thing though? Is like you you are technically you it feels like you're hiring someone to be like this is this famous voice, so this will be this voice of this character. But if there's a if there's an expectation that this character has a voice already, or someone can imitate it or do like a good spin on it, then it's weird. Like for me, it's weird to have Seth Rogen be Donkey Kong because he's not trying to sound like donkey kong or whatever that mm-hmm. character sounds like he's just doing his voice that is now the voice of this donkey kong right and it just feels kind of i don't know it feels kind of lazy especially in the same movie where people are doing doing voices and trying to do something like i don't know it's 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 a frustrating one yeah it looks really good to me visually yeah and i'm sure it will now spawn a million uh nintendo movies through elimination nintendo movies. Yeah. but what are you gonna do yeah um and then the two i'll mention really quick because i I don't want to get too far into these movies if people haven't seen them yet but i saw barbie loved barbie um i did an entire podcast on my other podcast about barbie so if you want my full thoughts on barbie go listen to nerddom we did a whole episode on it um and then i watched guardians of the galaxy volume three hell yeah which uh max have you seen yet we've now seen seen it it. yeah okay um I can't tell you how like nice it was to not have a movie that dealt with the multiverse in any sense of the word. They didn't mention it, didn't didn't touch on it, wasn't hinted at. I was just that's like true. I'm just enjoying a movie about a story that's happening in one fucking universe and this is nice. That's true. Oh, wait mean, a second. No wait tech, a second. Technically yeah, Gamora Gamora is the reason she is not in love with Quill is because she's from another universe. She's from a different they timeline. Don't, they not, don't really mention that, but yes, you're right. That's, it's not a different... It they didn't jump to a different multiverse. She was from the past of their own multiverse. This isn't the multiverse. This is a multi-line. Yes. Okay? A multi-line. You're right. Hey, you know, sometimes I got to eat crow on this <laughs> Sometimes you got to <laughs> shut the fuck up. It, I, I agree with Robert, though. It feels a little multiversal. But no, but no, but Andrew is right, though, that like... They say like, "Hey, I used to love you. We used to have a good time." And she's like, "No, we did. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that." So, other than that being part of their relationship, it's not. It feels so disconnected. That is why I think the Guardians movies are the best Marvel films of what they've put out. I enjoy Endgame and the culmination of everything. Sure. I enjoy Winter Soldier and some of the you know spy intrigue of some of the Captain America films, uh, and and Black Panther. I think is is really great and really feels you know insular and feels like its own thing almost out devoid of the marvel stuff in general but guardians as like a trilogy has just to me is top tier mm-hmm. james gunn mm-hmm. put his mark on that and really took a 
in my opinion at the time a c-list team like i was not familiar with any of those oh, characters c is a, I, and, I, I, yeah. kind. and took kind. them took them just to a level that they're they are now like huge pop the fact that they are huge pop culture stars next to spider-man and named characters like that is is insane so kudos to agreed that. agreed yeah and i'm excited to see his work on dc movies yeah I'm not, and I, it sounds like he'd be willing to come back and do like a Star Lord movie or something mm-hmm. else in the future. It's, I feel like he's filling his plate up too much. I hope he, I hope he keeps himself back as like sort of a creative, and kind of guiding that stuff, and sure. isn't just diving in himself on everything because mm-hmm. I think he could get burnt out. But I, I am hopeful for what he might be doing with DC. So. Yeah. Yep. I feel like Kevin Feige always said that he could, or like a couple of those guys always said, yeah, oh yeah, I would be willing to do something, because you always want to keep your options open. I don't know if that actually means that James Gunn is going to be working on any right. I think like there was a, DC. There was a little while where like, Feige was going to get like a Star Wars movie or something, yep. and so like that well, never ru- happened, so I, I, I Maybe if- I mentioned it on here, and I don't know if that it was just a rumor, but apparently DC had reached out to Feige at first mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. would you be our, our guy? Please. He was like, I'm kind Please. of on Marvel. Yeah. Um, and then I think when gun got it he immediately called Feige and was like i'm doing this and he's like good on you man like mm-hmm. you're you deserve it yeah. so that's it's good to know yeah i'm glad these <clears throat> very successful multi-millionaire doing well. yeah film um and then the last one i'll mention i just watched it yesterday was the amazing spider-man 2 which just showed up on disney plus mm. um i remember liking it more than i did this time around mm. and i think one of it is just like the cgi sucks it looks bad um i do like the spider-man costume in it even though like i think some people it's a really good looking spidey i think yeah the white the very white eyes yeah and, the, yeah i even like the kind of elongated logo that he has in it like the kind of like stretched out spider i kind of like sure i'm never like that's never my big bone of contention so a lot of the times like the the way the face looks and stuff it's so yeah i always like it both of those movies, I think, really lost me once they started getting into action scenes and they just move the camera around in a very uh, CG way mm-hmm. w- that, like, doesn't, couldn't possibly exist. And they're just trying to, like, you know, run the camera through the lizard's legs along with the hey, Spider-Man they... stuff that, like, <laughs> <laughs> through through the cloaca of the lizard, oh which God. he grew. Um, I, I don't disagree because I. I think that's like the fun thing with the fact that you don't have to have a camera for some mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff, but it, but then you it just also have to do it well. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything is happening except an artist is like, like you know True. just like yeah. splashing stuff. But then also like not allowed to do anything super creative, like change dimensions or anything like that. Yeah, it's all just like okay, well, like multi dimensions, you mean <laughs> timelines? It's a good uh, idea. You know what I mean? Like you can't do stretchy like into the spider verse is all CG, right? Mm-hmm. But it just like that is really fun and playing with it. This is just like doing a scene and then I I don't know what it is about it, but like any wild feat that happens in it is not impressive. It's the same way that the Hobbit wasn't impressive because everything fell into place in a way that would never actually function mm-hmm. and therefore lost all believability. Like this thing, these things then become just impossible for your mind to believe. That's the problem is, is belief. Yeah. As soon as the camera starts moving around like that, you're like, oh, okay. I'm just watching. It's also like the, it's, it's right in that era of movie making where they were like, 
we like it in both movies, both the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They have at least one scene of like POV Spider-Man where you're like as Spider-Man whipping through the city, mm. and it just like that was like hardcore Sickening. Henry came out that that you know around that timeline where it's just like there's a there's a level of like 3D movie where it's like we want you to feel like you're Spider-Man, and it's like this and like they only do it once in Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think they do it a couple times in the first one, but it's like this sucks. Like this is not <laughs> fun. It it's like jarring because like it's like one scene in the movie, but it just like it's none of it is like good. It sucks and it's just like, and none of it yeah none of it's better than like when Toby is just swinging and you see him like going between buildings and then like two helicopters peel in right. at the end and you're just like this is fun. You can see the physicality of Spider Man, but like it would be nause it's nauseating otherwise to be like doing that. Yeah, like if you had if you played POV version of like the Spider Man games on like a PlayStation, you'd be like want to throw up because you're yeah. like I, constantly backflipping and like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> just, i've seen i've seen the mod and i thought like <laughs> what the hell are you thinking this is awful yeah. and, and i could not watch more than i imagine i think Peter Parker, if he were real would show up and like be barfing yeah. to every crime scene okay so, hang on hang oh, on why am i doing this i mean that's, it's my fault i'm doing all the flips but <laughs> that's actually why I don't like spiders regurgitate no i'm thinking of flies that thinking of like, flies. Yeah. On stuff. <laughs> i'm thinking of their prey that does this. You're thinking of Flighter Man, who's a different. different <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, though, spy, well, actually, well, actually, though, okay, uh, here we fly, go. Flies were the original uh, inspiration for Spider-Man. Stanley saw a spy, uh, fly that stuck to the wall and was crawling around, and thought, "Hey, like, I wish some bug would eat that." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "That would be a really cool power, being able to walk around on a wall." But Flyman sounds awful. I'm going with Spider-Man. Yeah. That's actually how it happened. Hmm. And then he's like, I'll wait for some artist to pitch this to me and then take the credit. <laughs> no, I'm not trying. Hey, we, we, you know, oh. he's a divisive figure. We'll not, we're not going to get me Ditko. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's problems in the movie. I, I do like, I like some of it. I like Garfield as Spider-Man more than I think most people did, but um, Mondays. I like Heath. Yeah, I'm more of a Heathcliff as Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> was a too, little too much of him eating lasagna with Aunt May in the movie, just like <laughs> needlessly, yeah, <laughs> cutting a piece and, of cake and then eating the rest of the thing and leaving the piece. I don't even know that's a Garfield specific thing, but that's good. Poor, I do poor, love that trope. Yeah, and poor Odie when he kicks him down that bell tower. I also, oh god, Odie fall. No, Odie <laughs> fell. Remember into the the fat of eels became electric i can't that that <laughs> scene was so funny and like worth it worth it for sandman and and uh electro to, in, in no way home to be like what happened to you it's like oh i fell in this pit and became like sand it's like oh i fell in a pit of electricity. I was like gotta watch where you're walking yeah <laughs> yeah um i also think it's really the hubris of them being like okay when this movie does well we're gonna do a sinister six movie right away we're going to do an Aunt May origin story movie. There was going to be like a black cat movie. It was just like they thought they were onto something so big and this movie fucked up so much. They were like, okay, we got to yeah. step back. Cause like, I was just well, like, just, the, the fucking hubris was so large in that. Can't wait for the sequel to Craven the Hunter. Oh boy. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that. That does not look mm -mm. good. Mm -mm. I don't Try, know. They're trying to Craven, Craven, gotta get that Craven, Craven. <laughs> trying to retroactively make uh, people enjoy Morbius. I it just like to, to and also to make it like an extreme R-rated movie is not the right move. Oh, I just on. like I can't figure out why they're gonna make this like a gore fest. It's just like this is not like what. Uh, anyways. 
let's talk about the movie. <laughs> hey, 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 let's talk about the movie we came here to talk about uh, from 2010: Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Twenty ten, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Michael Sarah, Kieran Culkin, uh, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Marianne, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. Uh, um, you got Chris uh, Brandon Evans, Routh, right? Yeah, Brandon Routh, Chris Evans, <laughs> fucking Jason, uh, Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman, Bill Hader, Ellen is Wong. The voice I didn't I really realize. Yeah, was he a voice? He was a he was like a voice in the I think it was like a narration kind of voice, no? Really? I, I think, think so. I don't think I either. Um yeah. 2010. Uh so before we get into the movie, would you guys recommend people watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World? 1000%. I really enjoy Scott Pilgrim and it is uh very apropos that it is getting an anime adaptation of the original manga uh this November on netflix oh i didn't know that yes i posted a link in our discord server <laughs> i don't look at that Me and max enjoyed it and said hey hearty handshake we're both on this we're simpatico my my boy <laughs> and you had not a word to say uh no it's it's exciting that it's in the art style i know there's a video game that folks like of it as well mm-hmm. uh but i i, it's, I think it's... it's a great film and it's a edgar wright's editing style really lends itself to the comic sort yeah. of format. So highly and it's recommend. Cool that they got all the, the voice actors or not voice actors. Sorry. Suck it voice actors. The uh the regular actors that were in the original one to be to be to return yeah. To be voice actors, to do voice acting work. To return to reprise their roles. Yes. Yes. Uh Max, anyways you, that was our episode. Yeah, Max, so we'll <laughs> see you later. Max, would you recommend me watch Scott Pilgrim? I think I would, but not as hard as I used to. Oh, I, I think this watching, yeah, I, I, I really liked it when it came out, and I feel like it didn't uh, hit the same way that it did back when I was Ooh, it hits also a, a, a young, oblivious adolescent. Hmm. Uh, was rude to everyone. Hmm. <laughs> this, How about yeah. you? How about you, Andrew? Uh, what do you? Th- I think it's. I mean, I think this movie rocks. I think it's just. It's so fun. the The style is so funny, but I do. I do agree, Max. I, that was almost my only critique of the movie. It was like <laughs> I bet so many people saw this movie and didn't take away the last act of this movie, but took away the first two acts of this movie, which is that like Scott's a hopeless romantic. He's misunderstood, and like he just and like. Then they just completely ignore the third act, which is Scott Pilgrim being like, holy shit, I'm fucking toxic to everybody. And like, here I go. I'm going to apologize for my toxic behavior and make better on my life and like actually and earn self-respect. Like, it's you know, like when he jumps into Gideon's lair and he's like, I'm fighting for her. And it's like, Scott's earned the power of love. I bet some people are like, yes, Scott, you did it. And then like, they just ignore the last 20 minutes where he's like, I'm fighting for me. Scott earned the power of self-respect and then kicks his ass. I think people were just like, yeah, but he's, he's in love. So like, he's great. You know, it's like fucking great that he like follows around this woman, like ditches this other girl who, you know, is like, it's already kind of creepy that he's dating a 17 year old. Um, but just, I feel like so many people probably learned the wrong lessons from this movie, which is that like, Hey, 
I'm kind of like Scott. I should be able to get the girl too. And it's just like, here's this fucking, and like they present him as like a loser throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah. That's less, that's less the movie's fault and more of the perception of the viewer, because I feel like there are movies where they present something that is misconstrued. And Mm. then you can sort of say, point to their fan base and say, Oh, they took all the wrong lessons from uh, fight club or whatever. And then this one, I think, is doing a pretty... I don't think it's trying to be subtle about the fact that Scott is, like, not a creep, but is, like, not making great decisions. He's kind of a creep. Everyone in his life is critiquing him correctly Mm -hmm. and pointing out that he's making bad decisions. And, like, his roommate's like, hey, man, you want to go out with this new girl? You got to break up with your old girl. His sister's like, hey, man, like, you're dating this, like, 17-year-old schoolgirl? Like, not such a great idea, probably. It's going to cause drama for you and everyone you're involved with ends up having to leave his own home, you know, or, you know, his, his roommate basically is like ultimatum, like you got to get out of here and stuff. It's, it's all, I don't feel like it's subtle about the fact that Scott is a very flawed main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't disagree that I think people are taking the wrong lesson, but it is unfortunate because I don't think it's like hidden that sure. he's a loser. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a movie. It's ad- adapted from a manga. Um, what I think is like real, a really fun thing about this movie, and I, you've, I've heard it in podcasts and stuff that like Brian Lee O'Malley and Edgar Wright have both done, is that like this, the movie was in production when the sixth manga was coming out. The fifth and sixth mangas were coming out, so they were actually trading ideas for like story ideas for the movie and the manga sure. as they're both like being produced. And I think like that's such a cool thing that like one brian lee o'malley was not like hey man this is my fucking story like you do what i do and instead like took a lot of like ideas from edgar wright like hey what are you doing with this thing and it's just like oh i'm doing this and like originally in the movie scott was going to end up with knives but then brian lee o'malley's like that's the wrong fucking that's the wrong lesson but does he not in the manga i thought he does he end up with knives in the manga no Hmm. um Originally in the in the movie that was like Edgar Wright's thing, and then Brian Lee O'Malley's like, no, that's the wrong, le- like that's the wrong takeaway. Knives is too good for him. That's been like the whole thing for the whole movie. I mean, Rory Culkin says that, or who, uh, Kier, or, Kieran, uh, is it Kieran Culkin? Kieran, yeah, Kieran. says that like when he first meets her, he's you're like, too good, you're for too him. good for him. Yeah. Run, and yeah. it's like, haha, okay, those thanks, thanks, thanks for saying anything. And it's like he was being serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that's so cool. This is also just like a movie that is ripe with like at the time weren't huge cameos, but you watch it now and you're just like, holy shit, that person's in yeah. this like Aubrey but Plaza, Chris it, Evans. That's what I mean. I feel like it's a retroactive cameo because like yeah. I didn't know who Brie Larson was. She was that was what I knew her from. Yeah. Like, Chris Evans. What did he had he done then? Was I, he was he Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four? And I believe like Captain America losers? wasn't wasn't that far off from being released at this point. Sure. But I, I, I don't think his, he was still like on the rise. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. like a huge, and like Brandon Routh is kind of a weird, or a Thomas Jane as the vegan police. Like, oh, yes. it feels like a, <laughs> it feels like a thing that even some seasoned actors come in and it's, that feels more like a cameo than some of the, the yeah, main, yeah, yeah. like Aubrey Plaza is like, not like a, a crazy cameo. It's like, she's a, in the cast. She's his sister. Mm-hmm. It's just that, Oh shit. Aubrey Plaza back. Then right. Was That's yeah. In this. Yeah. The vegan police. Which is cool. But, I mean, it, it's crazy to have a cast where it's not just like, oh, Nicolas Cage was in the background of this movie. It's like, no, these were like all featured mm-hmm. people, which is crazy. Yeah. Every Plaza wasn't the sister. Anna Kendrick, Anna, sister. Anna Kendrick was the oh, sister. Oh, I apologize. Anna yeah. Kendrick. Who has, I mean, she always has great reactions, but mm-hmm. when uh, 
when the first evil ex-boyfriend shows up and starts like singing and dancing and she's like what the, the fuck, fuck? Like, it's like she's so <laughs> that's also when she's losing her boyfriend to kieran culkin <laughs> right right i do love that like so when he when the first evil ex shows up and like everybody's just like and he's like what do i do and kieran Cole goes fight and like they just erupt into this like huge fight scene which like up to this point in the movie like and i think like what's great about this is like clearly the the manga is inspired by video games a lot Mm -hmm. and i think like this movie is a much better medium to show that than the comic was i love the comic i love it but like having this like fighting games-esque fight scene where like you know scott versus somebody and they're on either side and like the kind of slows down and the way that like punches land and like you know he when he eventually you know nails him ko and bursts into money and the like points show up on the screen very little money at first yeah he's like oh it's not even enough for the bus (laughs) (laughs) it's just this it's just it's delightful like the I saw this movie in theaters like opening weekend. I was going to, and was, oh, go, keep continue. When the universal sting hits and it's like an eight bit universal boom, logo. Boom, boom, boom. It's very eight bit. And the yeah. theater went ballistic. Like everybody was just, they're referencing video games. <laughs> I, I remember that being like way bigger, like watching it, it now. It feels very like, because everything they, it's, it's fun. It's fun yeah. to do the weird logo version of things, but that was pretty novel. I felt like, mm-hmm. but not just the logo too, but everything throughout. I was like, man, finally this movie gets me or whatever. Yeah. Right? But yeah, but now you're watching it and you're like, ah, it's just pandering. <laughs> I'm a guy who dates multiple women. Finally, some, <laughs> something that. But it it really felt more novel at the time. Sure. Uh, it's also a movie but, that's 13 years old, so like, yeah, exactly, I think it's exactly. important it's to remember different. that, like, if you take yourself back, then like that just wasn't as much of a. Sometimes you get a different color yeah. grade or something, but yeah, it, it was trailblazing. But it was kind of the one of those early movies to realize, like, oh, uh, nerds are are in yeah now, yeah yeah not so in because this movie didn't do very well in the theaters but you know like i Is it not it didn't like i thought because i saw it opening weekend i saw it in a packed theater in fact like it was the same weekend that there was like a doug benson show and so like i saw it at the movie theater that was right next to the like, what am i gonna see what am comedy I gonna club see? no like everybody who was there was there to see the doug benson show so like we all went to doug benson and then or scott pilgrim and then doug benson and then like his show was just like this fucking movie was so fun. Um, but it turns out, I think that was the one time everybody saw it in the theater was like that particular showing that weekend. Cause like it did not do well. What, like, were, is it just because we were nerds that I, it I seemed so. like I heard about it so much and then they came out with a video game based yeah. on it. Like Scott Pilgrim was huge. And then everyone well, went and read the comics. Also, this was after, this is after Shaun of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. This is after Shaun of the Dead and after but Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz? It was after Hot Fuzz, but before wow. the world's end. Okay. So that is, so that would, I would have been just like, I would have been Edgar Wright pilled at that point. <laughs> I would have been going out to see anything but I um, I remember going to, I want to say Pacific Place, the Escalator Theater mm-hmm. downtown Seattle, and it was like a, you know, pre-screening, uh, you know, hey, come and show up, but mm-hmm. we were late, and it was full, and we couldn't go the day that we were trying to go, and they were giving people replacement tickets to go to the next day, but that's how popular it seemed for the pre-screening stuff, and I feel like for the the majority of the audiences, it just didn't connect the same way. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah. It's, I mean, it again, I think the movie is very fun. Obviously, like, 
as we're talking about it, it's obviously very flawed too. I think it's not a perfect movie and it hasn't like, you know, there's, there's parts of the movie that have not particularly (laughs) aged well. Like there's a part where one of them calls Scott the R word for a mentally, you know, challenged person. Like it just, I don't remember. It's a, it's a, it's just a very quick, like Scott, you blank. And just like, okay, like this, I forget 2010 was a different time somehow where it's just like, yeah, it's um, not good. It also feels like, emblematic of the time of like i mean what's the what's the horror movie we watch monster squad yeah where all the kids are like call it i think the kids call each other like f slurs at one point where it's like yeah wow this is really offensive but it's also like unfortunately i think kids would have been doing this shit at the time but it's like to be represented perfectly immediate not necessarily but it does feel authentic in a way yeah so it's it's both disappointing but also kind of um uh, true to life. And that was like every other was. line of dialogue and featured something like that in that movie. But like this sure. one was just like one quick one where I was just like, ah, I yeah. wish that wasn't in there, but it's not. And also I feel like as a mo- as, as far as like other stuff, like they have a very normal, not offensive, like, like Kieran Culkin in, and his gay relationships are seem much less toxic. And it just feels sure. like everything is going well for him in like a fun way. Whereas like Scott just can't keep his shit together. It's and also, so- I would also say I, I think the portrayal of a lesbian relationship is also like a bygone yeah. thing yeah. where it's just like it's the male fantasy of a lesbian relationship where it's like you had a sexy phase and it's just like I don't I didn't really like that either. I, I True, I but like- I would argue that like Ramon is like, hey, I had like this it kind of experimental phase and also it's not like another it's not someone else who looks exactly like Ramona. It's not this typical male fantasy it's like this i don't know it just feels a little slightly more realistic of like the way i don't know I, it's i also i'm not like trying this... to go to the bat on all this stuff sure. i just feel like it's writing the line on some of this stuff in a yeah. way that feels realistic but doesn't always necessarily yeah. need to be um included now i will I say know. may whitman i think fucking rocks in this movie she's so oh, yeah. there i mean each one of the evil exes i think is excellent Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> uh, it's, I'm, I struggle to think of like a bad performance. I feel like everyone knows the assignment and it's oh, doing man. a good job. I think like, mm-hmm. especially coming not that far Knives off Chow. Of, Knives Chow is great. Ellen yeah. Wong as Knives is so good. Yes. And it's like, it's, this is like her first movie too. Like she's really, she'd been in TV, but this is like her first movie. She's excellent. Yeah. And you feel so bad because like, she's not like, She's not like annoying or anything, but she's just wrong for Scott. Like she yeah. shouldn't be in that relationship with him. She has this different level of like admiration for him that he clearly does it. He's it's sad when she's like jumps into his arm and he's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, you fucking dick, like end it. If you don't like it, like end it, stop yeah. her suffering. It's, it's annoying. I think so it's, I, I love that aspect. It's also fun. Brandon Routh is like what? Four years off of being Superman and just like, knows what he's doing in this movie like being the like fucking dick vegan guy (laughs) was just so funny the like just holier than thou guy just you know like yeah when he punches knives i was like yeah (laughs) he's cool what a cool guy but just there were quite a few cases of that like i'm not gonna hit a girl and every single fight scene ended up being a girl versus a girl and then like the the one time scott has to fight the girl X, then uh, he's being controlled by Ramona, right? Mm. Like he takes her hands. He has to find the, the spot. So, so, but like, even in the case of people having like whip 
swords and special powers where they can disappear and stuff like that. It's still like women and men are not on equal footing. Yeah. Uh, is, is a little bit, it rubbed me the wrong way now. Yeah. I guess. I, I, I do think it's maybe a missed opportunity. And, and I, and maybe this is the same thing in the comic though, that Scott's like, I'm not gonna, I can't fight a girl, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, like, it's so video gamey that it feels like you should just be able to. Yes. I hope don't it's, clip this. This is not, <laughs> you should be able to fight women fight women and just like punch them as hard as you can until they become money. Um, but just like, it does feel like the thing where it's so video game. Like, you know what Scott starts doing when the guy crashes through the ceiling in the battle, of the bands, he immediately like counter punches him yeah. and starts fighting him. It's like, it's instinctual. He's just like, oh, okay. And he hasn't read the email. He doesn't know what's happening. He just reacts. And it feels like, I, I guess it's part of the character that he's like, oh, oh no, I couldn't, I shan't do that. But it's like, come on. Like, what do we, this is, you have KOs and health bars and one ups. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just let's just do it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's all in the manga. But yeah, yeah I, I don't remember exactly how it plays out there, but it it seemed very noticeable in the movie. Like they were intentionally doing it multiple times in the one time that like, I guess there were two times, uh, maybe three. Okay, so you have Brandon Ruth, bad guy, being in, being a jerk. You have mm -hmm. Gideon, also a jerk, and yep. then you have Scott being controlled by another lady. And so, like, those are the three times where where the guys hit the girls. But the girls are, are like, at least equally powerful. I don't know. It yeah. seems weird that I'm pushing. Why don't they hit more women? <laughs> but it, it did seem this weird. This is the last like, episode of the podcast. And it really was. <laughs> they were drawing that line. And it really felt like an equality thing that, that didn't need to happen. It's kind of like the same thing. Where and, you know, this was also, this was, again, 13 years ago. And this was Canada. Yeah. So kind of like, almost like. 53 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ended every fight with an apology. I did like, I mean, so at the Sorry end of the movie, about that eh? when, uh, <laughs> when Scott, like, you know, gets killed by Gideon and then, like, has an extra life, goes back, and then, like, earns his self-respect by, like, basically righting his wrongs. And, like, mm -hmm. I love that he, like, apologizes to, um, what's, what's Allison Pill's character's name? The Kim drummer in the band? Pine? Kim Pine? Kim and he's yeah. just like Kim I'm sorry that I'm me just like basically like I, I have been like a shithead in your life forever mm -hmm. um, he I just really, he really is awful to her yeah he's awful it, to her there's there's the the moment earlier where he mentions that he used to date the drummer it's like well we're on good terms and you see her across the room and she's just like yeah staring at him I, I also when, I like oh, I mean like one of the things is this is a this is a an like hour and a half movie that is adapting six pretty sizable manga books sure and i think this movie does a pretty good job of doing that like mm -hmm. i like that's that why i think rights editing is so perfect because yeah. it's just it's getting all that done and it's quick and it's it's really good. like in yeah. the manga you see the thing that he talks about which is that he fights a hundred guys to get to one guy and he kicks him so hard he saw the curvature of the earth that's that is <laughs> that line is fucking so funny it's so good it's so well written but like that's a whole thing in the in the book where it's like he fights the hundred guys to get to the guy and i just love that he's like she's like well, did you, what happened with her? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And he's like, she's like, no, something happened. Fine, fine, fine. I fought a hundred guys to get to one guy and I kicked him so hard. Just like, that's a great recap of like an entire thing in the book. And I think like, <clears throat> like you said, Edgar Wright's editing style lends itself to like really like scrunch in what could be like a, just a fucking mess of a movie because you're trying to fit in so much stuff. 
Yeah. But they do it so well in this that, like, I know there's a ton that's missing from the books. I know that. But, like, I think this as a movie in, like, a just a cinematic experience of taking stuff from six books, it, like, there's problems with it, as we've been talking about, but I think it works pacing-wise. You mm-hmm. think he could have done Lord of the Rings in one movie? Edgar Wright? Yeah. yeah. I think so he could have done The Hobbit in one out. movie. <laughs> I think yeah. anyone could have done The Hobbit in one movie. I would say he's second only to Ang Lee in terms of uh, comic book editing. <laughs> hey, I, I like Ang Lee's Hulk. I have a soft spot for it. What can I say? Um, but it's just like, I yeah, I think it's it, it's really fun. Like you said, obviously with its problems, but like Scott figuring out that he's like an asshole at the end and like trying to make amends and like... Well, and we, and we haven't even mentioned yet his final battle is against Nega Scott. Nega Scott. The evil, the evil version of the you know what? That should be a game, by the way. The like the ninja like DDR where you're like running you get, like, like Naruto your head style. chopped off if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that game existed. And then like the second time he's doing it with with knives, he's like, Oh, that was me. Sorry. He's just like not into it. Mm-hmm. But I love it that the bad guy he could never beat in the game comes back as himself. Yeah. And then they end up deciding they're going to have brunch together. They have a lot in common. (laughs) That was so funny. Just like, of course, like they're just different versions of each other. So they like the same stuff. I thought that was. And they're both kind of shitheads. They're both kind of shitheads. But yeah, just like he comes in and he's like, you know, because like they do the exact same scene earlier where he's like trying to weasel his way out of saying that he cheated on knives and cheated on Ramona. And then instead he's just like, he comes in, he's like, knives, I cheated on you. Ramon, I cheated on you. And like, it's just like, yeah, he's finally like owning up to the fact that he's been like a shithead for an hour and 20 minutes. We get 10 minutes of good Scott, which is, you know, character growth. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. him earlier too, being upset when Ramona changes her hair to blue. And she's like, she didn't even tell any, she didn't tell me, like, she didn't say she was going to do that. It's like, so it's like, she's fickle. Look, she's, she could change her mind about me. And it's like, give it up, man. Yeah. Like, this is not the battle. <laughs> like, Max, were you going to say something? He's stunned. Uh, yeah. I No, I don't think so. I, I was going to, but I forget what it was. <laughs> um, uh, and, and it doesn't matter. I guess Fun soundtrack. I love that this is a, a movie that has multiple, like, great fake band songs. Yeah. yeah. Clash of Demon Head and Sex Bomb And yeah. I did not remember when they have the, the big fight with the dragons that come and fight the... Um, mm-hmm. the, the big Yeti the thing or whatever. Yeah. What is it? The... The Canadian one, the Canadian Yeti. What's it called? Uh, oh, not n- not called a Wampa, but something like that. Wendigo. That's Wendigo. Boom. A little different, but yeah. I think that's what it was supposed to be, though. I think that's why they had it because they were Canadian. That's my mm-hmm. guess. Anyways, those two guys on the other side look like Jared Leto to me. Do they look like Jared Leto? The twins. Well, they were Do they look like Asian Jared Leto guys, to you? but <laughs> Asian Jared Leto's though. It didn't look anything like they had. They had kind of. I mean, like the, 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 like wig? swoopy hair, I guess, kind of. But it didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a oh. Leto vibe from them. I did hear that they mailed yeah. dead rats to their co-stars, but that's a, that's a separate <laughs> yeah, yeah. separate thing. Just to each other, though. Yeah, just to each other. I did love in that fight scene when the the thing blows them and they both do like the wired flips, like they're clearly <laughs> in on different wires. Directions. I fucking love that. I that made me crack up so much. Just this like clearly staged it so flip. Goofy. It looks so goofy and so funny. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the movie before we head out? Uh, no, I think it's great, and I'm excited to see this uh, this uh, anime adaptation in the, the winter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll have to find a way to watch this Netflix thing without Netflix. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> it out. I'm worried I won't be able to have uh, Disney Plus uh, soon. Too. Yeah, I did uh, hear that's that's happening. Changing too. their fucking rules. That I mean, it's it sucks because that's the that's the thing now that streamers are going to take away that net. It worked for Netflix, so we might as well just crack down. All of us should all crack down. So now. Yeah, if anyone listening, here's my advice. I know you don't want to lose your streaming services. Just do it for one quarter. When they when they make that stupid decision, wait one financial quarter and then you can go back to it. Yeah. Just give them some sort of message that you don't yeah. like what they're doing. Right. A tiny one, just yeah. a little one, please. Right. You can catch up on the, your thing in like three months, but just yes. like... you'll be totally fine. Just one financial quarter. That's it. Yeah. I'm begging you. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.